Hey there, and welcome into the Pickle Jar. Some exciting news today. Today we hit 16,000 plays, and I think that's just absolutely incredible, and I cannot thank you guys enough for tuning in and for your support. We are over 55 countries now coming together, and it's just absolutely incredible. This is exactly what we deserve. We deserve to have this community, and we deserve to have this connection, and we deserve to advocate, and we deserve to have change. So thank you so much for being part of this journey with me. Now on today's episode, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about an episode that's coming up in the next few days um, on April 28th, a special episode that's gonna be released. I'm gonna tell you the top 10 things that I think we stupidly missed when I was being diagnosed with adrenal insufficiency as I was slowly getting sicker and sicker um, that we, um, yeah, we just completely ignored and had, um, no clue what was going on. And looking back now, we, we should have, there was definitely red flags. So I'm going to share those with you. Um, I'm going to tell you my favorite thing to put salt on right now. And if you have adrenal insufficiency, you know how exciting that can be when you find something that it just tastes like heaven when you put that salt on it. And, um, and then I have a special offer for you guys at the end as well. So um, always a reminder, you can always go to my YouTube channel, Chronically Fit Canada, and you can watch most of the episodes there as well. If you prefer that, I love putting YouTube videos on in my kitchen and just hitting play. And, um, it's just a nice little distraction, something to listen to. And, um, I always learn something and it's something to watch at the same time as well. So little option there for you if you choose that. And if you go there, please just do me a favor and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And, you know, obviously subscribe to this podcast as well, because that's really, really super important. So um, the episode that is coming up on Friday, I invited a guest. His name is Gavin, and I cannot wait to have him because, you know, one thing I've really learned in the last few years is when you start to open your heart and be yourself and stop judging yourself and stop listening to, um, you know, maybe the negative energy that's in your life and you make specific choices the the universe really is amazing and it really brings light things together and it brings in the people into your world that are meant to be in your world so if you want to live a positive life if you want to move forward with your wellness you need to surround yourself with people that are emulating the life that you want to live and you know and I really hope that this podcast gives you a little bit of that as well that you know it's the positive energy and it's you know you know, obviously being truthful as well about, you know, some of the downsides, but um, also giving you, you know, that positive outlook and understanding the, the power that we really do have in our own wellness. Now, the episode coming up on Friday um, with my new friend, Gavin, um, he, him and I met through Facebook and it was, I was selling some fitness equipment on Facebook and he purchased it. He's a local guy. He's a real estate agent. Um, and we just friended each other on Facebook like people do. We both look like decent human beings. So, you know, we we took that friendship step of not knowing each other, but we'll be Facebook friends. And, you know, I have followed his posts lately and he often posts about his workouts and, you know, just some of the struggles and the challenges that he's had in life. And he's mentioned that, you know, he was, you know, on the brink of death and how using fitness and nutrition has helped him so much you know, physically, mentally, and, you know, the things that he was told he would never accomplished, he decided he was going to accomplish them and he moved forward with his life. And, you know, he does not have Addison's disease. He does not have adrenal insufficiency, but his story is absolutely mind-blowing. 
And it's inspired me so much. And the reality is when we have challenges in our lives, when we learn to love ourselves and we learn the power that we truly have in our own well-being, amazing things can happen. And Gavin, Gavin is a true example of this. And I really hope you come and you listen to Gavin's episode. And um, I know you will take away something from it. I, I just, I promise you. So, but that's all I'm going to give you. I'm not going to give you anything more about his story. So please, please wait for it on Friday. Um, so now let's get to the top things that we stupidly um, in my family <laughs> completely ignored when Jill was slowly dying um, as she, her body destroyed her adrenal glands. And now if you don't, um, a little background about me, if you don't know it yet, if you haven't gone back from all those, you know, we're at, this is like a episode 111 or 112. Um, the earlier episodes are a lot of my story and, and, um, and part of my story is my dad had primary Addison's disease. So, you know, I lived with Addison's disease all my life. You know, I would, I would run to the stairs at night and give my dad his Florin F and his hydrocortisone, you know, he worked nights so when he got up in the morning um, or in the afternoon after he slept all day, you know, the first thing that he did was he took his medication because he had to. And, you know, he always put a lot of salt on his food and it was just part of our existence. I wrote a paper about it in university because I was in, interested in it. I was we as a family, we felt we were well aware of Addison's disease and the symptoms. Um, but I guess, too, with that being said, we were always told it wasn't hereditary. We were always told um, I think what a lot of us experience with Addison's disease is dealing with people in the medical community that don't take it seriously. My dad never had an injection kit. He knew a little bit about updosing when he was sick and stuff, but for the most part, not nearly the education that I have and what, um, I know a lot of you have as well. He did not have those tools. And, um, so as I progressively got sick and sick, there was definitely signs that we ignored. And as a family living with Addison's disease, you would hope that we would have noticed them a lot sooner than what we did. And, and we did not. So um, let me tell you some of the things that I went through. Um, so I was diagnosed when I was 35. I can take symptoms back. I'm 47 now. I can take symptoms back into my teenage years is when they start. And, and in all honesty, I had some really weird, wacky things going on when I was a small child that I can remember having a racing heart and different things like that. Was that part of this or was it something else or was it just nothing? I have no idea, but I still remember having racing hearts, having growing pains and having just really weird things as a small child. And, you know, I don't know if it, if it's related or not, but okay. So here are the top 10 things that we completely missed as a family that we should have. So I wanted to do this because I know all of us looking back, everything in life, when we look back in retrospect, we'd always do them differently. Always. To me, that's part of life. Um, that's part of growth. That's why we experience things. And if we can take what we've learned and hopefully pass it on to somebody else, hopefully we can, you know, even if it just eases your stress and anxiety going, oh, you know what? Like, look at that family. They, they knew about Addison's disease and they still missed all these things. You know, now I don't feel so bad. I carry a little bit less guilt. I don't have that much of a burden anymore. Um, that's important too. So, um, but here are some things that we we really, really, really missed. Um, one is I I always had high salt cravings. Like it was, like I said, I was diagnosed at 35. 
um, back in high school, like I would go to a friend's house and it was Jill got out the Wonder Bread and she put like, you know, half the salt shaker on the white Wonder Bread to eat it. I was salt on lettuce drinking, you know, like Italian salad dressing, like, and it was just, it was so, it I mean, <laughs> if you're, and I know you guys, if you're listening to this and you have Addison's disease, you know what I mean when I say it, it was so good. Like it just tasted like the best thing ever when I could get that salt into my body. And now looking back, I realize it wasn't, you know, the salt to me had really no taste to it. It kind of, I always tell people it tasted more like sugar. Like it was like, but I could always feel that rush. I could always, there was just something inside of me that knew I felt better. Um, and then, and actually something else I just thought of in high school too, I didn't like socializing. I, and you know, we just, I always thought it was my personality. I didn't like to go out and be around people, but looking back now, I see it exhausted me and I just knew, I knew I felt safer at home. It was my comfort zone. I wasn't exhausted. Um, being out in public and in a group, a large group of people, it was just too stimulating for me. It just drained me way too much. So I just naturally avoided the situation. And again, we just took that as Jill's personality, the salt cravings. We took it as, you know, dad used a lot of salt because of his Addison's. And it was just, it was a bad habit that Jill's picked up and she just really liked salt. Um, but no, it was not. It was the early signs of my Addison's disease. Um, now this one is a little bit, um, personal, but I'm going to say it because somebody might be experiencing it. And again, this is why I want to do this. So there was even back in high school, there was, if I can nicely put it, there was personal parts of my female body that when I hit puberty, um, kind of it they discolored they they turned a dark brown color and I just assumed it was part of puberty it was kind of change it was you know just who I was as a woman and um so that was for about 20 years until when I got diagnosed and I got put on hydrocortisone and within about probably four to six weeks I noticed those parts of my body went back to normal skin tone color um and that's just something really important to point out because often those parts those sensitive parts of the body um, when it comes to ACTH and the way it binds into the cells and cause the tanning effect and the, the, the darkening effect of the skin often occurs in those parts of the body first. Okay. So just keep that in mind. That's why I felt that that was important because those were, that was, could they have tested me then and found out I had Addison's disease and there was a problem? I have no idea. Probably not. I don't think I was sick enough. I had to wait for that 90% destruction of the adrenal glands to be very, very sick but it was definitely an early sign. It was part of the piece of the puzzle later on that I needed to put together for early diagnosis. Um, let's see what else we have here. We have, when I was 35, just before I was diagnosed, um, I was sleeping a whole heck of a lot. I was sleeping probably 15 hours a day. I did some math just before I was diagnosed and figured out I was sleeping about an extra month out of the year. So if you have anything going on with you, do some little quick math. You know what? I'm sleeping, you know, an extra four hours a day. I have no energy. I should feel rested. I keep that kept thinking when I was getting sick that, oh, if I, you know, if I just had a week to rest, maybe I, you know, I'd feel better. And I chalked it up to depression, um, having small children, having a stressful life. And I kind of just thought, you know, this is what it was like to be 35. That is not normal. If you don't think it's normal, it is not normal. Okay. Um, number four, I was extremely lean. Looking back at pictures of myself, 
for years and years. Like it wasn't just in the last year or two for a long time. I was extremely lean and it wasn't normal for my body. Um, and that's one thing I hear a lot with people talking with Addison's disease when they get put on steroids, they're like, oh, but I've gained weight. But the reality is looking back probably for years before you were diagnosed, you were lean because you were sick and your body couldn't, you know, the metabolism and everything with carbohydrates and fats and everything was all a mess in your body. And it was causing you to be abnormally lean. So it is actually normal for you to put body weight back on and to look, sorry, look more normal like everybody else. <laughs> so that's, that's what we want to look like. Okay. Um, and then let's see, um, I had no hair on my legs. That was something, another one of the early symptoms that I lost is I stopped growing hair on my legs. Um, and it's still kind of sporadic now, but from what I understand about that is cortisol is very much used in the production of hair. So when that started to needed to be, I'd say my body had to start prioritizing where it went, you know, having hair on my legs just wasn't a priority anymore. So my body said, you know, what, we're going to shut that function down. And we're going to make sure this girl keeps breathing and we're going to use the cortisol where we need it to go. Um, I started having dreams <laughs> um, of my teeth falling out. And I've actually posted this in Facebook groups um, and had people commented that they had similar dreams before they were diagnosed as well. So often people with Addison's disease, um, the gums can get destroyed if you get really, really sick and teeth fall out before diagnosis. And my dad was actually one of them. He had actually lost all of his teeth from the hyperpigmentation in his mouth. And some people actually go to their dentist and their dentist diagnoses them and directs them in the, the, the area of adrenal insufficiency when they're not feeling well, because they notice the hyperpigmentation in their gums. Again, it's that gum. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm doing a funny thing with my mouth. Um, that tissue is so sensitive. The ACTH goes in there first and causes discoloration. Um, I started to shake when I would get really stressed. My hands would start to shake and tremble. And looking back now, okay, that wasn't normal. <laughs> that was not a normal function. And I was doing it because my cortisol was dropping so fast. I was literally going into some form of a crisis, but I still had adrenal function that my adrenal glands were able to kick in and to do something for me. And, you know, the crisis didn't occur. So um, I was cold all the time. Uh, I just, it, this was right before I was diagnosed, like the coldness would go through to my bones. It was absolutely so horrible. I just, sh I would shake. I was so cold and I would get in the tub two, three times a day just to try and warm up my body temperature. Again, that's not normal. Um, I wish, <laughs> I wish I would have noticed that. <laughs> okay. I wish I would have recognized like, you know what? It, it just took me a while to put the pieces of the puzzle together. So, um, in the years before I was diagnosed too, I would go Christmas shopping. And when we would go Christmas shopping, um, we knew that I would have to shop for a few hours and stop and eat. It was like, and it, and it was for the salt. I would have to stop, eat, refuel. And, you know, everybody that I was with was great. They never complained about, okay, Jill's got to eat or she's, you know, she's, she's going to get grumpy. She's going to, her energy's going to start to fail. So we have to stop and feed her. We did it routinely because we knew I had to, but looking back now, that was a red flag that it's not normal. Somebody in their thirties who's in the fitness industry, who eats well, who exercises should not be taking breaks, Christmas shopping. Okay. Um, we are coming up on to, I think number 10 now, um, number 10. Um, when I was pregnant, I always had problems with my blood pressure. 
Um, actually, I had one point when I was pregnant with my son, I was having such a racing heart. I went to see, I think I went to see a neurologist or something. And I remember him several times taking my blood pressure saying, like, are you sure you're alive? Because I'm getting no blood pressure reading from you. And, you know, with the family history, it probably should have been something that maybe should have been a red flag that for some reason, my blood pressure is dropping so dangerously low, but I was still functioning. That's what I find amazing about the human body is, you know, he said I shouldn't be able to sit upright. I shouldn't be, you know, I should be having problems, but I think I was already sick for so long. My body had already learned how to make those adjustments and to somehow stay alive and stay breathing when my blood pressure was super, super low. So, um, so those are some of the things that we completely missed as a family living with Addison's disease. Always, we completely missed as red flags in my health. And I hope, you know, if you're going through this or if you've gone through this, I'm sure you have things on your list as well that we all can learn. And it's, it's okay that we miss things. We did miss things. Eventually I put the pieces of the puzzle together and, you know, got some answers. And I was lucky enough that I was diagnosed before I went into crisis. So um, all I'm asking is if you're listening to this and if you are going through this process and you are worried you have Addison's disease or somebody in your family has it, just make notes, make lists. Anything that's unusual is a symptom until they tell you that it's not. So um, just please, please keep that in mind. And I promised I was going to share with you my favorite thing right now that is like heaven that I look forward to, to putting salt on is um, steel cut oats. So I make steel cut oats in the crock pot over the night and they're great in fiber. They're great for your body. Um, I take a half a cup of steel cut oats and I put it in a small crock pot overnight with one and a half cups of water. And when I put salt on that steel cut oats, it is like the best thing ever. It makes me so happy. I can just feel, I can feel everything just kind of, it's just, I'm not too sure what it is, but if, like I said, if you have Addison's disease, you know, those pleasures that we get out of adding salt into food. And actually speaking of salt, I just thought of something else that we should have had a bit big red flag for us before I was diagnosed was, you know, to make myself feel better was it was common for me to take a salt shaker, dump a bunch of salt in my hand. And honestly, I would just lick it out of my hand because I needed it that badly. I was that desperate. And I used to always say, oh, but I, I, I just like the taste of it. That's why I'm doing it. And again, we all accepted that as just a weird, quirky thing, that oddball thing that Jill used to do. She likes salt and she likes licking it over her hand. It's a little weird, but hey, we love her anyways. Um, but the reality is that weirdness, that oddness that I was doing was for a reason. My body was craving it. We all know nutritionally, our body will crave things desperately um, when it needs something. And that's exactly what my body was doing. I, ah, when I was pregnant, I just lived on McDonald's and added salt to the hamburgers and the fries like crazy. And looking back now, now we know why, because I was developing adrenal insufficiency and my body was crying out for salt. So it was asking for, it was asking for McDonald's and I was adding those salt packages um, to the hamburgers and to the fries. Um, and then I promised you another little, um, promo, a little special offer that I have for you guys, if you are interested. So if you are interested, you can go to my YouTube channel, chronically fit Canada. There's all kinds of cool things there. There's Addison's videos, there's workout videos, all kinds of stuff. 
Um, I have the Chronically Fit community starting on Facebook. It's going to be a place where I'm posting work, more specific workout videos where you can actually comment and we can interact as a community to take those steps forward in our wellness. I believe, and like I said, you have to listen to Gavin's episode coming up on Friday because this is going to be the biggest takeaway you take away from his story is you can accomplish anything. You take those little steps and you keep taking them day after day. You know, don't try to swim the ocean. Just try and jump the puddle. That's my my motto right now. Just jump the puddle. Just jump the puddle. You can get over the puddle. Don't worry about swimming across the ocean right now. You will get there if you keep jumping those puddles. Um, but you can join that chronically fit community. You can post comments there and I will get back to you. I will post videos. I will whatever, whatever we need to do this together. Um, and then the other offer is my, my business, my chronically fit Canada business where I offer virtual classes. I love the virtual classes, especially with people with chronic illness. Cause some days the thought of us getting ready to go out to a class burns our energy so we know it's important to exercise and to keep our body strong and to take those little baby steps the great thing about virtual exercise or doing some of my videos on youtube is that you can pause it you can stop it there's no judgment there's absolutely nothing you can 150 percent go at your own pace and the important thing is is that you're showing up and that you're doing it and that we're doing it together so the offer i have for you guys it's a promo code and i will put it in the notes here it's going to be easy to remember it is pickle jar so until the end of may of 2023 you can get 25 dollars off joining my program so so that will give you two weeks free of joining me for a live session so you can check out the live sessions and that's live via zoom um and you know what we just interact and we do the workouts together and i'm there for you every step of the way because we i can't stress enough how important it is to use your body even when you're ill find your rules that you need to exercise with but we need to keep moving for ourselves physically and mentally and we need that community to do it together and the feedback i get from my programs is people are coming to them because you know they know i get it <laughs> there's some days i you know teach a class and you can just tell you know what she's there but she's not really there but that's okay i'm there okay and i'm going to guide you through it and i'm going to be there every step so it's pickle jar is the promo it's 25 dollars off good until the end of may i'll put it in the show notes i'll put all the links and everything there for you so that it's easy if you want to check it out um, or you could get take $25 off a full month. So a full month's only going to cost you $15. And there's five um, live virtual sessions each week. You register online. If you're in a different time zone, I have a new website. It's going to convert the time zone, everything for you so that um, you don't you don't miss a class. And then I have it set up so that you get a 15 minute reminder too before the class too. So it's as easy as it can be. Again, I love Zoom because it's 100% go at your own pace. You know what? You don't even have to worry about brushing your teeth. Okay. You can just, you don't even have to shower. You just got to hit, hit the zoom link and that's it. It's like super easy. And of course you can always reach out to me with any questions you have, because that's truly what I'm here for is to help you any way I can. So again, stay tuned to that episode Friday. You are going to have to tune in to Gavin's episode and just hear how amazing it truly is. So until next time, please be well, my pickles. <laughs>